Welcome to Mining the Truth with Ray Sturdivant. Today we will continue our series on the end times prophecy. Listen in as Ray begins to unfold the truth. Hi, I'm Ray Sturdivant. We're studying the end times, and today we have Q&A Friday with our good friend Danny Jacobs. Welcome, Danny. Thanks. Glad to be here. Glad you're here. What questions, comments, or insights do you have today? All right. Listening to the show, and there's been something that's always intrigued me about uh, a statement that Paul makes, and that I think you quoted it on one of the shows, and tell me if I'm wrong, and that is that where he talks about the dead in Christ and mm-hmm. those who are have fallen asleep mm-hmm. in Christ, uh-huh. there's a prevailing argument that says that they're in some sort of uh, in-between area, mm-hmm. and that they don't actually, we're not present with the Lord or don't see God until the rapture comes. Mm-hmm. Um, how would you refute that? Or what do you think about that? Um, I, I disagree with that argument. I, I think they call it soul sleep. Yes, uh, yeah. And, and there's a couple of passages where Paul refers to being absent from the body and in the presence of the Lord. So yeah, I, yeah, yeah. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. I don't know where that is, but I believe that that's a, a yeah. passage, right? Yeah, and it, I think there's a couple of passages that allude to that. So I believe that in some form... You know, in our spiritual being, we are in the presence of God. But we know that we don't get a resurrection body until the resurrection, you know, in the rapture. So um, in some spiritual state, I believe we are in the presence of God, and then that is united with a resurrection body at the resurrection. I agree. That seems far more consistent with the rest of the what the Bible says. Yeah. What happens yeah. when you die, anyways. Yeah. And, and, and it, it's kind of a weird concept of soul sleep. That's really, I don't believe, confirmed in Scripture, and it seems like it'd be an odd thing. I agree because there's joy, you know. Uh, it, it, God also talks about the excitement and joy and happiness that He has when one of His saints dies. Right. So. Well, my other question um, is about the mark of the beast. Um, we touched a little bit on this before. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that the the mark when it's put on you, that condemns you. I guess that's what's kind of bothering me about that whole idea, and tell me if I'm wrong here, is that another person, according to some uh, tribulation prophecy or or tribulation understanding, that a person can cause you to go to hell by putting something on you. Yeah, that's the huge problem I have with that argument as well, which is why I believe it is a symbolic uh, reference. It's what's in your heart. It's whether or not you've accepted it, right? You bet. It's your allegiance. It is the only reason anybody ever spends eternity separated from God is because they have rejected what Jesus did on their behalf. It's not because somebody embedded a chip in my forehead against my will. Right. God never would. uh, That's just not. He's not asking us to sacrifice or die for that because Peter denied Christ three times in the garden, right? Yeah, I I think, you know, God does want us to so be aligned with him that we're willing to die for him. But uh, I don't believe that someone causes me to spend eternity separated from him if I believe in him just because they forced a chip into my forehead. Well, that's all the time that we have this week. We will continue our study next time. I'm Ray Sturdivant, Mining the Truth. Don't hesitate to join us on the web at miningthetruth.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to join us as we continue Mining the Truth.